Anti Rogue Opinions. It's been a while, but I am back. My name is Nathan Still. Uh, it's Carl Pierce. Hello. Hello. Well, I thought your name was Nathan Adler. He's changed it again. Well, I didn't specify a surname. He said my name is Nathan Still. But I thought it was Nathan Adler all this time. Brilliant. These are the jokes you're in for this episode. <laughs> I'm here all, I'm here all week. <laughs> That's Carl with the comedy. So with the serious, it is uh, my former nemesis and now best friend is Scott McLeod. I didn't make that arrangement. Well, I Carl agreeing to that. His new best friend's just for the night with him, you see, Scott. Yes. Yes. It has. It I, has. I, I have a couple of questions. Sure. One. One, you say it's been a while. I didn't realise you'd been anywhere. And two, what have you done to me? Where's Reese gone? Um, I've just not been on the show uh, regularly on the channel for a while. Uh, I haven't been anywhere in particular. It's just I don't have any friends, which is why I've turned to you, Scott. <laughs> um, and Reese, um, really, what happened with Reese is we, we pitched the episode, which um, is the best detectives of all time, a ranking of that. Uh, Reese immediately realised that most of what we're going to be talking about doesn't involve lightsabers or kid shit. Um, so pretty much said straight away that he's never seen any of the movies we're about to talk about. Um, I'm not sure if Kevin Feige produced any of these, in fact. Um, I'm oh, now he tells now. me. Zootopia, maybe. I'm sure he, he probably had an executive producer credit for that. <laughs> I would imagine he, him and John Lasseter are all over this. Um, but no, I don't think that. So Reese is probably in the Disney Princess Castle at Disneyland Paris right now, masturbating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only place he could he he can still get away with it. He tried Avengers Campus, but it's too busy. <laughs> we know about, we all know about his stage fright. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say it's the only place you can get an erection, you know, without the use of Bluetooth. Well, he he can't get over to California to break into the offices, so Disneyland Paris is still feasible. So that's where Reese is, to answer your question. Oh, thank you very much. Asked and answered. Uh, so, yeah, let's get on with this. Uh, ranking, this is my debut on the ranking pod, so I'm going to be on my best behaviour, but we're talking best detectives of all time. Carl, do you want to take us through the categories that we're going to put these detectives in? Yeah, so we have got um, our God tier, which is goated. We have got just standard good. Um, I've got it written down here somewhere because you know me, I can't remember shit. Gave him one job for this episode. Well, I didn't know that was going to be my job. He just <laughs> puts it on me, and then I've got the pressure. He's on every episode. <laughs> you know, Carl has performance anxiety. Yeah, we we change we change it though, don't we? Because Reese always likes to add his little thing on it. So yeah, so we've got goat, good, meh, forgettable, and in the bin, funny one that's really rubbish. Yeah, but he does so, doesn't he? In my defence, Scott, he's like because we had Big Show and then it was Jinder and for the bottom one in the tight uh, the wrestling title one. Yeah, and we, changed it to, we changed the bomb tier to Eternals during the Marvel one as well. I really, it started to sound like Carl, you and I are starting to become too cool dependent on Beast for this show. We need to learn <laughs> to stand up for ourselves. 
You do, you do, because the, he he's not always going to be available once he gets caught at Disneyland. He's going to be on a register, so he might not be able to record and make little Disney lists every now and then. And we're going to need Carl to continue doing our Disney lists, but we can see this man our entire lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy for you guys they say i'm 43 my best years are behind me i haven't got time to waste on lists and farting around i could go at any minute i've got to live i've got i've got to live for the now well you're certainly living for the now because you're about to rank these goddamn detectives and i think we really need to base this on kind of like look skill did they actually solve anything? Which is why, and I'm going to just talk about someone that we've not included, which is Jim Gordon, because I'm adamant that that man never solved shit and is a terrible detective. I mean, well, from what we saw on TV, yeah, he, he did have to rely heavily on Batman. It is fair. Like, technically, not even a detective, he's a commissioner, so it's fine to desk, he'll do his work. Yeah, so he even jumped the ranks, so he's, he's terrible. And he literally only gets ahead because everyone else is dead. <laughs> So, yeah, or in Arkham. Mm. So they were all, all the criminals were around him the entire goddamn time. And then they oh, always plus. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get this let's get this started. I'm gonna start from the bottom upwards on the list and we're gonna go straight for the comedy uh, with Simon Pegg as Nicholas Angel in Hot Fuzz. So I don't know what rank he actually was, I don't really remember. I think he was a sergeant. Well, he starts off as Detective Constable, I think is the name, and then he gets promoted to Sergeant. And he acts like a detective because he's the only one actually investigating anything in the, the town he gets sent to. Yeah, and he's good at looking after peace lilies. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he's, he's he looks the part, he's got the uniform, um, he does solve quite a big conspiracy, so it's got to be, you know, in the, one of the top two categories for me. I don't know, I feel like he, he did solve it incidentally, though. He did a lot of the legwork, but the criminals were literally surrounding him the entire time, and he just happened to walk in on them. I can't just point my fingers willy-nilly and the main the main one was technically his boss so you know you're, you're not necessarily going to suspect that was it chief inspector was he i don't know I, sus I suspect my boss of everything <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this just points to my severe paranoia <laughs> i mean i agree with carl in terms of looking how he solved everything to go on your point nathan i think he did, like, solve... Like, he knew that there was somebody going around murdering people. Were like, yeah, he didn't know it was multiple people, but he clearly got close enough that they sent someone to kill him. And that's what led him to, like you said, walk in on people. So he got close enough to the point where he, he, he could afford to have a bit of luck to find out that, oh, it's actually almost everyone in this town that's involved in this. So I think he has to be in the, like, second from the top tier, at least. Yeah, Uh I would say that's pretty that's pretty bang on. I'm pretty happy with that. I was going to say, I don't think he's goated. No, um, no, I, I wasn't just going to put him in goated, but I was just suggesting the top two categories. So good good is fine with me. Nicholas Angel, congratulations. You're in the you're in the good tier. You are a good detective. That sounds really patronising. <laughs> <Just, doesn't it? laughs> <laughs> go, go celebrate with a cornetto. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's uh, let's head over to a very different sort of case that needs to be solved. This is Will Graham uh, in Red Dragon. Mm. Uh, Edward Norton in well, a performance that's not really spoken about much when you think of Edward Norton, because I think he kind of got lost in amongst Fight Club and everything like that. So, but um, a great a great movie. Scott, you suggested um, Mr. Yeah. Graham. What's your affinity towards him? You mentioned something else, Hannibal Lecter, Nathan, when we were making our picks for this list, so I thought for including them, we need to include Will Graham. And I've watched both versions of like the telling of this story. There was a movie a year before this called Manhunter, who I can't remember the name of the actor who played Will Graham in that. I think it was, he went on to play Grissom in, uh, in CSI Vegas. But I, th- I always thought uh, this was a much better movie because I thought it was more faithful to the book. I read the book that this was based on, and because there's more more details about this, the case and everything. You know, I have a debate with my dad, and my dad prefers the version of Will Graham from the Manhunter film. I always prefer this one, and just I think it's just the way that he interacts with the Hannibal Lecter. Everything that like he was the, and you could almost say he was a bit lucky here, but like, he clearly knew that somebody was eaten like people so that's how he caught Hannibal and stumbled into Hannibal trying to kill him and then he manages to use the identities of that to find Dollarhide to the point where Dollarhide tries to come to his house yeah he is very much on it I mean we may as well talk about Clarice I think in the same conversation uh Clarice Starling I've specifically gone for Silence of the Lambs uh for this one I think that's the obvious choice in terms yeah. of the iterations of Clarice um, so Will and Clarice are kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit, but I think Clarice has a very different relationship with Hannibal because it's very much like um, she very much relies on him to actually solve the case. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't would... know how, I don't know if she would have solved much without Hannibal's help, personally. Yeah, I think in that you've got to say Will is probably a better detective. In a way, for the for this specific case, because they aren't solving the Silence of the Lambs case without they're not getting Buffalo mm. without Hannibal, they're like they're absolutely miles away. <laughs> yeah, I I think with Will, clearly he can get solve some of the details at least without Hannibal because before he even goes to him, he sees the scene where he's watching the tape where he can he works out that at some point Dollar he took his gloves off while he was while he was looking over the bodies. So you at least work some of the details that he just needed like just help to try, try and further put together his profile. Whereas Khalees is still young and I think Hannibal immediately can sense that and you can tell every time he, he's with her he's trying to manipulate her in some way. Whereas Will I think is already too wise to what Hannibal's up to and basically bites back at him. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right with that. I think Clarice just ends up, she gets what she wants but it, it costs her with Hannibal every single time. Yeah, because they have to give him things, and then really, what's happening is he's just getting inside of her head. Uh, I mean, she's a great detective still. Yeah, but she's—I don't think she's anywhere near Will. So I think Will—I think Will belongs in that good tier as well. I think Clarice has to go one below. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I don't know if you, either of you two have seen the Hannibal series, just to muddy the waters, but Will Grange portrayed as a really good detective in that. I hate that show so much. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I, I, it really bothers me. I, I know it's a procedural mo- uh, show, but I find it so irritating when he just walks in the middle of a crime scene and then there's some sort of bizarre power 
to just stand yeah, there and yeah, look at a dead bit. body and then go, there was someone dressed as a bear. And after like, like the 12th episode, I was like, fuck this show. It was, <laughs> it was specifically one and it wasn't where he walked in and the most insane thing had happened. But all it had left is like a corpse that's a bit ripped up. And he stood there and just knew immediately that they were like mm. dressed up as something because they had knives for hands. <laughs> this like, you just thought, this show is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I gave up like two episodes of season three when they, they said they were finally going to actually do more of the actual adaption of the, the, the Red Dragon story. I just dollar hide in that show. But I got to the second episode and they were doing these weird sequences like is it is it part of all hallucinations or is it real is it not yeah and I got yeah to- season three got sort of very self-indulgent and uh, i must admit was that the one where every time he saw looked at hannibal he saw like a big deer behind him or something yeah yeah i hated that jillian anderson's character as well i didn't like her either like you like like either stay with Hannibal or fuck off. Just don't hang around. Just criticise him all the time. It seems a bit wasted because they got Mads Mikkelsen to be Hannibal, and he would genuinely have been a really good Hannibal. Yeah, he was really good. Be... Yeah. He was really good, but yeah. Well, um, shifting gears, we're going to go for our first team up. It's Agent K and Agent J, the men in black, and I think you just got to include all all three of the movies with them in for this their entire kind of little adventure together solving alien crime <laughs> okay. which is a, a big thing right now <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent carl where do where do they sit for you uh well i, I don't know if i'd put them to get together in the same categories i think agent k is obviously the the sort of more astute detective he's the wise old guy and he seems to have a better idea of what's going on where agent j obviously especially the first one because he's a new recruit but he seems to sort of bungle his way through (laughs) i don't think you i don't think yeah i don't think i don't think he would get too much done without agent k to be honest but um yeah, but then Agent J was being trained up to be K's replacement. True, true. I think he did a pretty good job because we saw at the start of the second one he was sort of in the same boat that K was in with in terms of partners because he was also just mind wiping everyone um, who couldn't like live up to live up to the lifestyle, and he sort of became K at that point until they needed K back because of that alien thing that landed yeah i suppose you did go back in time and everything to help sort things out in the third one so yeah yeah okay yeah i'll give you that scott do you think they're a team or have we got to judge them separately sorry what you got out there i said do you think do you think we're ranking agent k and j as a team or do you want to rank them separately no i I say rank them like separately I mean, yeah, they work well enough as a team. I think as individuals, Ted is in like, I, I agree with Clicker. We will agree with the point that uh, Jay was doing all right on his own at the start of the, the second one. But if Q wasn't good, what he did, they wouldn't need him back. And even a, you know, like the second he gets his memories back, he like snaps back into how he was. And you can tell he knows more about what's going on in that moment 
than what Jay does. So I think it's clear that Kay knows is a better detective than than Jay because he's always figured out. Well, I think kind of, but it's also the, the circumstance. Of the second one is that that they're having to solve something that young um, K was literally there for. Mm-hmm. So the only reason he kind of knew what was going on is because he's he's old like Carl. I <laughs> <laughs> was there at the time. <laughs> and then it's it's actually Jay that solves it in the first one because they are they're trying to work out where the cockroach man is going. Where um. What's D'Onofrio? I can't remember D'Onofrio's character name now. Cockroach Man. Um, it's Jay that works it out, and he didn't know what the hell was going on at all then. I mean, and Jay does show like, a lot of like, what he can do in the, the first one, and that like, he's doing the training, and everyone's looking down on him, and they've got the different like coats, and he immediately spots that the little, little girl one is actually an alien because she's got like a that's too advanced for her. So <laughs> like, that, he can spot like, little details and everything, but Clearly works at his best when he's alongside uh, alongside K. Yeah. I mean, where do you want to put them then, Nathan? And we'll see see where we're at. I think they're both great detectives at what they do. I think they belong in that goated category. They saved the world like four times, three times. That's true. That's true. Mm. I'm certainly happy to put Agent K in goated, and if Jay has to follow him in there. I'll, I'm not going to argue. I'd, I'd put Key and did. I mean, I'd, if I had to, I'd put Jay in the upper end of, of the good tier, but you guys were agreed on, on it doesn't really matter what I think because it's 2 to 1. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Here. I think I'm going to side with Scott. I'm going to change my mind because, and we all know that the big wigs at Universal listen to this show. <laughs> Jay is only going to get in that go-to category if you make Men in Black 4. <laughs> he needs to solve one more thing. But on his own? No, he needs to have a part. I think Kay needs to be there, but Kay needs to be proper retired. And I think what they should have done in Men in Black International is have Agent Jay like, training up a new recruit. Because Will Smith can still go. That's yeah, true. He's, he's only what? He's like 50, 55 maybe? I don't know. He could be 70. He's looked the same for like ever. But, um, but yeah, we, we, need, we need more men in black. But good men in black. That men in black international was, was crap. You, you, you could just see it now, can't you? Will Smith as Agent J and his trainee. Agent, you can't see me. <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. <laughs> no, no. Um, right, keeping on with the keeping on with the, this is apparently the Will Smith corner of the bracket because it's Mike Lowry from Bad Boys and uh, and um, I can't remember Martin Lawrence's character name now. Nor me. Marcus <laughs> Burnett. Marcus Burnett. Is that it? Yeah. 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 So it's the Bad Boys. Now we are getting more Bad Boys, so we may have to redo this entire list. If the next Bad Boys is like the best movie ever, um, we might have to re or if it's crap, we're gonna have to come back and reassess their rankings entirely. <laughs> um, but Bad Boys are for life. But but Scott, where are Bad Boys on the bracket? Uh, I don't know. Like you look at the first one, Mike barely, like all 
there's a big bit in the middle of uh, Bad Boys, the first one, where like Will Smith buggers off because uh, you have Martin Lawrence pretending to be him, and then they get back together at the end. And I don't know about you guys, I rewatched Bad Boys 2 the other week. I turned it off after it through, because I don't think Bad Boys 2 is as good as I remembered it being. Because I remember watching it, and like, there's a big scene where like all these cars pile up on top of each other. And like, this is at the point where Michael Bay started getting into the tropes he wouldn't grow out of for his rest of his fucking career. Right, I'm just going to edit that out. Um, everything Scott just said. Uh, Carl, <laughs> bring some sensible points to the to the table. The bad boys, they're goated. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say they're good. I don't know if I'd quite put them in goated. I mean, I do love the movies. Don't get me wrong. Well, the first two, I've not seen the other ones. But, um, you know, they, 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 I don't know if they really solve the crimes. I mean, they're more action you know, more action heroes going in all guns blazing. But but uh, nevertheless, they're fun movies to really enjoy, but I don't know if I'd really put them as top-tier detectives. Good. I mean, they're, they're, they're international. They went to Cuba, Carl. <laughs> they solve crimes in, in Cuba. And a, good, and a good, great detective knows when it's time to put the notebook down and pick up an SMG. <laughs> and shoot first. <laughs> you don't always need to have the answers before you start killing. Well, and I think it shows it shows what a great team they are as well, and how amazing they are that Marcus could pretend to be Mike convincingly. That's true. I mean, convincingly is a stretch, but all right. Uh, Looking at the- whoever it was, fell for it. That was it. That prostitute, or whatever the character was. Yeah, I can't remember her name. The the first ones are really fun, I'll grant you that, but there's a crucial thing to it in terms of solving cases. There was a woman who they were trying to get to open a file that they really needed, and, and they didn't realise until like five minutes left of the film to realise that she was in on it as well. She was the person on the inside who told the other guys where the vault was. And so they had somebody who was integral to finding like, information on the guys they were looking for right there, and they couldn't even fucking... They weren't good enough to figure that out, so... Are they really that detectives? Well, they're so good that the police force had to bring them back because when they tried to retire, um, it all fell to shit. And then that's why we got Bad Boys uh, (laughs) 3. So that's how great they are. Yes, I I definitely watched Bad Boys 3. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Same, same. They they have to bring back the bad boys because um, it's all gone to shit, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Which which is the story. But I think think they they solve everything. They save the day. They literally save the entirety of Cuba. I mean, I can't be asked to argue, so that's what they can (laughs) do. Where's your integrity? <laughs> this is why Reese is to carry the show. <laughs> Where's your integrity? I'll, I'll put I'll put the wing. Uh, I'll put I'll put them in meh if I'm honest with you. Jeez, can we um can we split the difference and put them in good? Yeah, well, put them in. Carl has no opinions. that's <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's fine. Uh, well, I'm gonna put them. I'm going to put them in good question mark, depending. And then we can revisit it when we all go see the new bad boys together. Yeah. We're going to find a coach. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. We do. I suppose we, we forgot to mention this to Nathan. We knew we do normally have like what we call a redo, where we all get at the end one each to to change, either to rank them higher or lower. If we if it's someone we we desperately want in a certain category, I think the listeners will. Um, just delete the episode from their phones if we sit here and talk about bad boys for an hour. All right, let's move on. Uh, finally, guys, some superhero shit. Uh, Rorschach from that Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, I love that that's how you've listed it here on the list as well. It's because, to be honest, when I was writing the list, I was to, to peel back the curtain, I just wrote down everyone I could think of, and I literally just sat there and went, I can't remember the name of the movie. I could have Googled it. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't. So I just I'm wrote proud that. of you. This is, that's me levels of laziness. I'm well, so I had to prepare proud. the entire list because Carl doesn't even... <laughs> no one else is helping. Carl aspires to that level of laziness. <laughs> anyway, Carl, why don't you talk about some superheroes for a bit? It's Rorschach. First, first question, is he a detective? Ah, well, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he does he does do detecting in in the um the story as he's trying to work out who's killing the Watchmen, um, namely the, the the comedian who's the, the one who gets killed. Um, does he? I think they do sort of. I think with the help of Night Owl, you do sort of discover that um, Ozzy Mendes is behind everything, but the uh, you know they're too late to to stop his master plan. So uh, I don't know if you could rank him as good or goated because you know by the time they figured it out, it's all too late. He also basically gave up and committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> you like, like it around it. You remember when people say, "Oh, it's suicide by cop." It was like suicide by naked blue guy. <laughs> I don't know, Scott. I don't think he solved anything. I don't think he did. He, I mean, I, and I, I think soldier not is not really just like pointing out who did it. But imagine say, you know, or actually arrest them, make sure that they pay for. Well, it. that's what I said, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I know, and I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> he, got, he recently found out who did it. Was too late to stop everyone from dying, and got himself killed. I mean, up until that point, he was the best part of that movie. So I tried twice, and I've never been able to finish it because somebody still has to take exactly the same. Two hours at most is enough to I mean, read it in son. But up until that point, he, he, he was one of the better parts of that movie. You know, and he does have the look, you know, he's got the trench coat and a top and he runs around talking to himself about a case, so if that's not a detective, I don't know what is. Yeah, I, I think he is a detective. Um, I think it counts, but I don't think he's a very good detective. No, definitely not. And really, oh. we, we got no evidence to know if he was ever been a good detective. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's good at kicking ass, but that, that, that a detective doesn't make... So you're probably looking at putting him in there, I would say. I don't know, I think I'm going to put him in whatever the lowest category is. Oh, you put him in the bin? I think so, cause just as a detective, I'm not talking about the character overall, because the character was, was fine, he was just a grizzled, insane dude with a Rorschach mask, um, which is pretty cool. And he was good at kicking ass, as we said. But I, as purely as a detective, 
I think he was wrong about everything. Was far too never caught up with with anybody, and then just basically committed suicide to make some sort of point. So he tried to become a martyr. And didn't he get himself arrested at one point as well? Yeah, this dude sucks at being a detective. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the arrested bit. Yeah, yeah, stick him in the bin then. Alright, bye Rorschach. Reese is gonna be so angry. There'll be one or two diehard Zack Snyder fans, I guess, in this really or horrible tweets. And if you want to have any of those tweets, maybe send them to uh, at Harper Milo on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, send them there. Send them all your Rorschach hot takes about how he's... If we'd read that comic book, we would understand. Um, moving on to perhaps the most... Um, I'm going to say highly referenced detective at the moment, as in his present day, is Benoit Blanc mm-hmm. from Not Glass Onion. What's the Knives Out? The Knives Out franchise. Um, Carl, I'm going to come to you first. Firstly, can you do a Benoit Blanc impression? No, I cannot. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I'm not even going to try because it'll be horrendous. But I think he's got to be goated. I mean, he's a proper detective. He's just detecting. And it's quite clear, especially in Knives Out, that he's got a pretty good idea of what's going on all along, even if he's not letting on to the sub, uh, to the suspects or even, you know, the cops he's working with. I mean, he even says a while back when um, um, the, uh, the, the, the young housemaid is, um, I forgot a character's name now, but uh, he said, oh, I saw something on your shoe that indicated to me that you know, this and that and the other had happened. And so, yeah, I, I think he's very perceptive. He definitely has a good idea of what's going on around him. So he's definitely a top-tier detective in my book. Scott? I, I agree with everything that Carl has said. I see he's quoted also. I think those are some of the best it is. The ones you can tell no more than they're letting you on because in a way that kind of lets other people kind of drop their guard and basically reveal more than they intended to. So they kind of, sometimes he allows people to implicate themselves. And they say he's always, it does feel like he's always like one step ahead. Like even when it seems like he doesn't know or he's oblivious, like you can tell he's like, well, I actually noticed that ages ago, but I noticed it. And he did solve Edward Norton's game in like 20 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he did put that lady in harm's way, which directly resulted in a few people being killed. Is that good detective work? I mean, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, I mean, which lady are you talking about now? In the second one, in Glass Onion, the one yeah, where they yeah, faked yeah. her death. If it's um, uh, the spoilers. one, the twin, if it's the twin sister who was, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think she was pretty much. Uh, keen to go along with it anyway, wasn't she? So yeah, yeah, it's pretty reckless. He did say that he couldn't guarantee her safety anyway. She still went along with mm, it. Exactly. Obviously, he didn't know that she had that book in her pocket, which did end up saving her. And also, well, Batista's character, his death, can't really blame him either because 
he said he'd, he could told off what people find out about the real woman's death as long as he could have. Mm. So he didn't have any idea that it already came out. So uh, who is he to know that Edward Norton would easily like kill uh, Buddy Batista's character off? Pineapple juice, no less. Allergies. One thing they could really take down Batista all this time, not sledgehammers, not, not steel chair. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have to agree. I was trying to be devil's advocate for a little bit, but Benoit Blanc is absolutely goated. And I look forward to whatever happens with mm. Knives Out 3. And it's Daniel Craig, so come on. I, I, I haven't said like, because Carl and I talked about Knives Out recently on a podcast where we talked about our favourite films, and I mentioned... Carl brought up is that it's all the film, the plot, and when you watch in Bama Blog, it's so good that for a little while you do, it does make you forget just how really stupid the idea of hearing English Daniel Craig putting on this over the top <laughs> accent is. Yeah, I mean, it's quite jarring. The first time I watched the first movie, it was quite jarring for like half an hour. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then you do forget after a little bit. <laughs> like, and um, the fact they just made it a choice, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's a very Falkhorn Leghorn sounding when I first heard it. That must be where he got it from. Uh, well, let's take a sharp right turn into the world of animation um, for a bunny, no less, with Judy Hopps from Zootopia. And now she's not ranked technically as a detective, she's just a, well, she's a traffic cop to begin with. Mm. Um, but she picks up a partner along the way in the fox, whatever the fox is called, and, and they solve the mystery and uh, get that little lamb arrested. It's some solid detective work throughout, and no one wants to listen to it. It's that classic story. Yeah. Okay, I missed this. I missed this one earlier. I I, I actually haven't seen this one. It slipped, <laughs> it slipped through the net when we were going through it. Well, you're gonna have to. Roll up your Disney Plus subscription, my friend. And we will sit here for 90 minutes and wait for you to come back. <laughs> 90 minutes later. <laughs> Scott, I guess it is. Scott, have you seen Zootopia? Yeah. Well, there we go. We, Carl just doesn't get a choice here. <laughs> what do you think of Judy Hopps, the detective? Uh, I liked it because... Yeah, we can see that some people are technically classed as but you got to look at how they act throughout the film and its actions, you know, the way they act like a detective. And you see that she's a traffic cop, star also it's not by choice. They just put her on traffic because they don't really want her involved. But she obviously knows that something's up and she doesn't stop until she really, like, fully uncovers it. Mm. Yes, she does make a mistake. I think she does incriminate the wrong person at first, does she not? And then... At least they're falling out between her and her partner because she just assumes that certain animals are always a certain. Yeah, way. it's the thing with the predators is uh she basically called like um in this world a bunny's never been a cop because they're seen as being too small. So it's only like cheetahs and lions and mm. rhinos and bears that are allowed to be cops. But she makes through the academy, she's like top of her class. But then they all like treat her bad because she's uh, just a bunny. Um. And then she, she ends up finding out that there's someone's made some drug or something that makes all the predators revert back to being like wild animals. And so she actually, in a press conference, she tells the whole town and, the t- and then it just starts like complete anarchy. <laughs> and, her, and her partner along the way is a fox 
who then is is obviously like upset because she's implicated all predators as being this murderers. Wow, that, that classic mean? story. I think we did. I think we have an old inadvertently just revealed a big flaw in her abilities as a detective because. Well, well, she's a... she's new on the job. She's only like a week in at this point. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, I think a lesson you should learn before you start a job is don't say anything publicly that could start a mass panic. Yeah, but she did take responsibility for that and then come back and solve the case. And it was actually that shitty little lamb the entire time. <laughs> uh, Goddamn mare. I think she's great. I don't think she's goated. No, but. I think she's in a good tier. I think you only bump her down a couple of points for but she does make a mistake. And, and like, because that's the thing sometimes in these detective shows, like, there are times where they think they've got and they arrest the wrong person and then they need to figure out, oh, it's actually somebody else. So there's many questions like, well, you, you made a mistake on that one. So you got to solve the case as well. So I think she's good, but she's not a goat. She's a bunny. Um, <laughs> if they ever make Zootopia 2, um, no doubt she will then be a goat. Uh, moving on, let's take a let's go back onto the action movie train. It's Riggs and Murtal uh, from Lethal Weapon. I mean, uh, Murtal is just—he's too inconsistent. He claimed he was too old in the first movie. And yet didn't stop getting himself into trouble. Like, yeah. have stopped. You could have stopped this any time you wanted if you're too old for this. Nah, he loves the life. That's how brought like, him back. He's he like every- super depressed at the start of the first movie. He'd like completely lost everything. Keep saying he's going to retire, and then he doesn't. He's he's lying to everyone and himself. Do you know why, Scott? The answer to that is box office, my friend. <laughs> he's made too much money. He's the Ric Flair of the tech team. Yeah, he's better than that old racist. (laughs) (laughs) I think Lethal Weapon's great. I think they're goated. They solve everything. They do it with flair. They do it with fun. There's some amazing one-liners. They're the best. But Mel Mel Gibson's a racist, so they have to go in the bin. I don't think we should judge these characters by who's playing them. That's <laughs> we're going to be in a lot of trouble. They're all we want, apparently. Yeah. Well, Ric Flair's never a detective. He'd be a terrible detective. He'd be showing up the brain scenes wooing everywhere, causing a scene. Yeah. <laughs> Flirting with victims' wives. <laughs> oh, we don't need to bring Ric Flair into Lethal Weapon. You brought Ric Flair into Lethal Weapon. Well, I say you're Carl, but... yeah, Carl. I was just saying, he's like the flag, you know, not wanting to retire, you know, not being able to retire because he has the buzz of his job too much. But yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, great films, uh, they're great, they're great cops. So yeah, go ahead. They are absolutely goated. Carl, do you, uh, Scott, sorry, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Now, all I'm all I'm doing now, I tuned in. I was just trying to imagine a scene where uh, Mel Gibson has to look at Danny Glover at one point in one of these films and say, "I'm sorry, I love you." And <laughs> 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 all right, let's get on to that. This is why Reese is listening angrily to this podcast in about a week's time, messaging us, telling us I'm wrong. Batman. The Noted. 
Batman. Is he, and not, not this Batman the superhero, this is purely Batman the detective. Is he a good detective? Is this specifically from the Batman, the Robert Pattinson film? I think we do need to whittle it down because there's so much Batman um, that if we sit here and try and include every iteration, we're just going to sit here and go, oh, well, he's great for this, and then go, oh, yeah, but in the animated series, blah, 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 blah. so, yeah, I'm going for Robert Pattinson's to Batman because I also think in terms of film and TV, this is the most detective iteration. Yeah, it probably is, as in, um, as you say, on the sort of big screen iterations or even um, TV. I think he's more, he's quite, he's more detective in the comics and and the car and the sort of animated series, a bit more detective going on. Um, but yeah, he um, he, he solves. Sort of, some... He put, yeah. I mean, he just put all the pieces together in the in the film and work out sort of what's what's going on. I don't know. And I'm just going to make one point on this: is that he bases a few of his decisions on promises made by the head of a mafia family, who then it turns out, and he didn't even consider that that guy head of the mafia family might be lying to him <laughs> i think for that he sucks a little bit i mean he's definitely also, the riddles were really riddles they were like six-year-old puzzles that's why How i think there you know from... they weren't good riddles for the riddler they were crappy riddles i still think it's good because like you said that or jd he was new on the job well this version of batman's still relatively new, so he does make some mistakes oh he's but, not two weeks into the job though so and he does manage to put a piece together he's better than rorschach as a dead because he does figure out something that might kill a lot of people but in this case he actually managed to stop everyone from drowning where in rorschach's case everyone died anyway he didn't stop that bomb going off but he just decided to take full on in the face also, he put so many people's lives at danger during that penguin chase. Uh, <laughs> we just call that collateral damage. And then yeah. it wasn't even, <laughs> it no, wasn't even I... the person he was looking for after he nearly killed everyone. Well, I'm still, I'm standing my ground on the whole thing. Yeah, thing, you know? he's goated. Batman's goated. And that's the end of it. I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put goated down because I've been outvoted, but I don't think he's goated. I think he can definitely get there. We said, we said this before with this is the price of democracy here. It is the price of democracy. I just don't think he did good detective work some of the time. He did a lot of the other time. It's um, democracy manifest. Well, let's get on to um, two guys who might in real life actually be brothers, which is definitely... Oh, no, not... yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> not a 3 a.m. after several um, drinks and a little smoke conversation. Um, it is no, Rustin Cole and Martin Hart. They've got detective in the name of the show, True Detectives. Mm. I think these guys are pretty good. Well, we say that, but um, they they do put away the wrong fella, 
And as much as I love the series and the characters, um, you know, the, the, the real culprit was right in front of them all along, and it took them, what, a good 15 years to get there. So, I mean, were they really that good? Yeah. When you put it like that, they were fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to put the right guy away, I mean, Woody Harrelson's character would have probably sold it first, sold it quicker if he wasn't too busy trying to get a new Ichi on his missus. Um, <laughs> um, and Carl Mayev, if he wasn't too busy trying to shag his missus. Well, turns out they suck. They're in the bin. <laughs> I'm voting bin. They're terrible. Yeah. I mean, uh, either fucking Matthew McConaughey's character, because I can never remember who's who in this bit. He's either trying to shag his pal's missus or he's just talking about how shit life is. So I don't think he cared enough to find the right person. <laughs> well, no, he does because he he he, he does come back. Um, as I say, was it 15 years later? And he's sort of using the cops that are interviewing him to sort of get the information off them that he needs. But uh, as, as I said, it, it does take them a long time to get there. And he did the rest of the wrong fella, even though that, the wrong fella was holding some some kids in fairness, but it was still wasn't the, the ringleader, the guy they were look, really looking for. Mm. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to vote for True Detectives in the bin. Yeah, I think like that we pointed it out, I mean, Matthew McConaughey was that good. He shouldn't have needed to piggyback off two other detectives. And yeah, as Carl said, it's good that they arrested that one guy in the sense he was keeping some people hostage. But, you know, basically that means they caught him by accident because they thought he was someone else. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Anola Holmes, younger sister of Superman's Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Uh, the two Netflix movies, I think the movies are pretty fun. If people haven't seen it, they're actually worth watching. Um, she's going out on her own. And in the first one, she's an all right detective. In the second one, she's a pretty damn good detective. Scott, you've seen them as well, haven't you? Yeah. She's a much, I think she's a better detective in the second one. Because you can tell between the two, even though nobody takes her seriously enough to actually let her do the cases when they keep coming to her. Uh, she's definitely improved and you know there are points where like I think they, they do their best to try and show like she doesn't think the same way as Cheryl even though she's got the same name and like there's that, that funny scene where Cheryl explains what happened to Lestrade at the end of the first one and I just asked huh you're still the theory a couple of hours ago so she's even empty the punch <laughs> yeah it's a great it's kind of a the two movies combined are kind of exactly what we just said is that someone trying to branch out on their own and having to learn along the way. Like she's literally it's trials by fire the entire time. And uh, yeah, the second one has a strong message to it as well about women's rights, which is nice. So Carl, are you really going to get talk down on women's rights? Yeah, no, no wonder I've never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> She does, she does need she does rely on Sherlock a little bit in the second one though. The first one is very much about her avoiding Sherlock entirely. And yeah, the second think, one it's kind of like she does have to turn to him. I think it's because they realise that what they thought were two separate cases they were working were actually connected, so and plus Sherlock decides to take more responsibility for it because I think he feels bad about the yeah. way him and 
Ruth Gader treated her in the first one. But then he doesn't figure out that the cases are connected. She does. Yeah. So Good. she figured Good. something out that Sherlock can... It's definitely a better detection than the second one because she does make quite a, bit, a few mistakes in the second one where she thinks it's one person and then turns out it's that old woman who's wanting to have the guy. That's it. Just ruin it for me. Thanks a bunch. You're never going to watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just use me as, as a scapegoat as per fucking usual. <laughs> um, I don't think we can put her in goated, but no. she's well on her way mm. if yeah, they do a third one. She's definitely good tier. Well, she's going in good. She's going in good. Um, on to another duo. Uh, it's Lee and Carter from Rush Hour. They're not partners by choice, partners by circumstance entirely in the first one, and then they become pretty solid partners. The relationship, though, it remains just consistently rocky. Uh, Scott, I'm going to come to you first. What do you think of Lee and Carter? Well, I think for for doing what we did with the uh, with the men black guys and like doing them separately, I think Lee is definitely a better detective than Carter. Carter means well and everything he does is Lee a lot too, whereas he always is always kind of like he always has a plan going into it, even though he doesn't always include Carter into what he's doing. Like you can tell that. I think he's definitely the better like detective. I think he's way more experienced, particularly at yeah. the start, because Carter's kind of like he's a well, he's an undercover cop at the beginning, and then he kind of gets lied to about joining the FBI. But really, all he's doing is kind of marshalling Lee around. He's a cop. People in the city. He's a cop in Hong Kong. He's coming over to investigate. Uh, was it the president's daughter or something? Uh, it's like some sort of like Chinese diplomat. Oh, Chinese diplomat, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I do, I do agree. I think Lee needs to be ranked a little bit higher, even if Carter does catch up in the later movies. Yeah, except that third one. Who the fuck knows what's going on with that? I've only seen the first two, and that was a long time ago. But yeah, I do agree with you. You pair that Lee's definitely the more accomplished detective. I don't think that I don't think Carter would get much done on his own. Yeah. I do think Carr does get kind of talked down to a lot and underestimated, but he does his process when he's always does seem a lot of trial and error before he gets to where he gets anything actually done. Yeah, and a lot of just getting completely distracted by whatever the hell's around him. Yeah, the movie literally starts with him fucking up. So. <laughs> 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 he fucks up that drug bust. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I it. think Carter should be a meh. Yeah, that's easy, in there. Yeah, and Lee and good. Yeah, even just for his kung fu ability. Exactly. Yeah, because like, Lee does need Carr uh, quite a few bit, few moments in the later films, so he's not perfect on his own either, even though he's more He's not done enough to get into the goated. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, moving on to John Spartan, Sylvester Stallone from Demolition Man. Um, a... Man Out of Time. The movie starts with him very much in time, fighting the great um, Wesley Snipes. Um, and then he gets frozen and brought back in the future because Wesley Snipes is back. So it turns out only Sylvester Stallone can stop Wesley Snipes in the future. Have you both seen <laughs> Demolition Man? That's I the- have. I have. And 
reasonably recently, actually. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, my thing is, I mean, he couldn't even figure out the free seashells. So, I mean, how, how good of a detective well, you tell, you tell us, really? Carl, well, how do you use the free seashells? <laughs> well, I'm not from that time, am I? So I don't know. Well, neither is he. <laughs> but he never he never gets the grips of it though does he uh no um it, i mean it's more it gets it gets it done more by kick ass and as the you know it says on the tin demolishing everything rather than any actual real detecting so as much as I loved the character in the movie, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say he was a, a great detective. Well, I think he needed to be a great detective because they literally unfroze him from time to stop Simon Phoenix. And he does do some detecting because they don't know where Simon Phoenix is gone. And then Sylvester Stallone is like, um, where are their guns? And then he knows to go to that museum where there's all the guns. Oh, yeah, that, that is a fair point. Solid detective work there. Because those future people are idiots. Scott, have you seen Demolition Man? No. So I'm, I, I was just happily set back and let you guys, do, you know, Carl, to do you know, what he said to you. You've ruined it. You've ruined it for me. Definitely going to watch <laughs> You definitely should watch it. It's amazing. It is, a, it, is a, it is a really fun film. <laughs> Wesley, Wesley Snipes is on point. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The only restaurant in the future is Taco Bell. <laughs> or if you watch the European version, um, then they dub it so that it's Pizza Hut because they didn't have Taco Bell in Europe at the time. <laughs> Unless you want to go down into the sewers and have rat burgers. The best rat burger I've ever had. <laughs> you can play Spot the Jack Black because he's an extra in the movie. Mm. And Jesse Ventura, then it, Scott. If you need a wrestler to be there, I mean, yeah. I'm on something based on a wrestler. Don't use fucking Jesse Ventura for God's sake. But yeah, I think John Spartan is perfect. I think he's goated for as a detective, and that's why they had to defrost him. Well, they had to defrost him because they didn't have a clue how to deal with someone like Simon Phoenix. But I don't know I'll, I'll go good. I can't quite go goaded with him, but I'll, I'll go good. Scott, I know you've not seen the movie, but just based on the arguments, goaded or good? Well, it's up to you two because you know you could if you agree, you can easily outvote me. So it doesn't really matter what I think. But if you think different, no, you're, you're, the, you're the deciding vote. Yeah, because I've definitely been listening to this conversation. <laughs> Damn it, you guys. You guys, right, right, I'll go good. But I'm not happy about it. Well, again, you've got your do-over. You got, it just depends how strongly you feel about it. I feel very fucking strong about it. Um, it shows. <laughs> you, you seem to like detectives who aren't actually proper detectives. He's a proper detective. <laughs> he had to detect where Simon Phoenix was, what he was up to, how to stop him, and he did it. And he did it the exact the only way that you can beat Simon Phoenix, which is shoot him. Or hit him in the car. <laughs> you were never going to arrest him. a man like Simon Phoenix. Oh, well, maybe not. No. no. Uh, anyway, a man very much cut from the same cloth as, as John Spartan. It's John McClane from Die Hard. Not technically a detective in Die Hard, but I is so. by Die Hard 4. 
think by the third one at least, doesn't he? I don't know what rank he was in the first third one. Sure, I'm sure he was a detective. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say he's a detective. It's not like we're not going to include mm. him in the list. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm pretty sure there is a point where Jeremy calls him Detective McLean. He's on the phone to him. Do, is there a scene where he's getting his commendation? Have <laughs> 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 seen in any of these other ones where they're getting a commendation? No, they're saying that would have really helped if they included that scene. <laughs> let's see, if we were going to rank the getting based our entries based on ones that they had somebody getting their commendation, we'd have that so much shorter. Than yeah, we'd literally have Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and it, it helps that his name is Detective. Uh, but anyway, jo- John McLean. I'm in the fourth one, is it? He took down a helicopter of a car. So, I mean, that's goated in my book. Just a, just a good, that's a good point. Yeah, he never he never accidentally caught the wrong person. You know, he's always... He always clearly knows who the who the criminal is, mainly because they come for him first. But he he was the one who he was quick to figure out in the second one that those military guys were secretly in on it with the bad guys. He did, he did, he did blow up that entire plane. He did, which is a lighter. He sucked. <laughs> the reason no one talks about that too. And also, if you think about this, the the first one, especially. I mean taking down a whole group of terrorists and everything. And he did it all, you know, getting blown up, almost getting blown up, shot at and everything. And he did mm-hmm. it all with socks on. Bare feet and everything. This is true. Now I have a machine yeah. gun, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> he did kill Carl's brother. And Carl. Did you, Carl? You didn't tell us about that. No, no, I didn't know this either. No anchor. Yeah. He's a classic detective as well because he has a terrible family life and neglects his whole family. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't get more more goated than, than than that, can you? Yeah. And he took down Timothy Oliphant in the fourth Exactly, one. yeah, yeah. Not an easy task. Yeah. He didn't need that nerd's help, though, to help hack stuff. And Jeremy Irons. He took down Jeremy Irons. He did, he did. I think he's goated. I think we're skirting around the point. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to stretch it out. You know, everyone needs their time. Yeah, this podcast is too short. Yeah, it's not enough. We had we have got to the point where we had to discuss all the parts yet. This is true. Very true. Well, let's move on to a classic detective in Poirot. I've put the Kenneth Branagh's ones because honestly, they're the only two Poirot things I've seen. Same. Well, I've seen uh, I've seen a few of us. I've seen um, David Suchet's uh, portrayal. I, I, I think I've seen um, all the other guys as well. Like Albert Finney's portrayal at some point as well. But uh, yeah, he's he's sort of like your classic old school detective from that sort of era. Um, he's at least he's at least good, if not goated. He he always manages to solve the case. Uh, by some means. Yeah, I mean, in the first one on the train, he solves it eventually, which is kind of, it's kind of easy when it turns out to be everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Second one. I know, it was literally everyone. Yeah. The the only person it wasn't was Johnny Depp because he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one, I mean, he did solve it. But like people legitimately just died around him. 
So the numbers were pretty easy. It was like playing Cluedo. It did get whittled down a bit for him, didn't it, to be fair? Yeah. These people nearly got crushed by a rock because they were trying to have sex on a pyramid. That serves them, right? It does. Damn right. It does. Gal Gadot died. Whilst whilst he was trying to protect her. Gal Gadot keeps trying to pretend she's Cleopatra because I'm pretty sure she was maybe in a movie where she played her and that got cancelled, so... She clearly went to whoever wrote went, I will be Cleopatra one way or another, damn it. <laughs> yeah, everyone clamouring for that Cleopatra content. Don't say, don't tell me you don't want to do a rank bank on Cleopatra's. You're, you're, if not a day goes by, you don't DM me about that. Cleopatra, coming at you. Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I, I agree with the whole eventually, because like, because we are the first one starts with one where he solves it seemingly very quickly. The two main cases across these films, he takes fucking ages despite claiming he's the best detective in the world. And then thinks he, in the second way he's got a, a suspect. That suspect ends up killed. Uh, the, 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 thing, the thing is, God, I mean, if you solved it straight away in the in the books and the films, you know, they'd be pretty sure. So you want a five-minute five film where he solves it straight away. I mean, that's fair enough. We, we, it would help. You know, I've got stuff to do. Yeah, that would really help. <laughs> it would, it would help. I mean, I think he's good. I don't think he's goated because there's too many, too many bodies around him. Yeah, no, that is a fair, that is a fair point to be. And Gal Gadot literally didn't she go to bed and then he sent someone to guard her and she ended up getting murdered anyway. I don't think it's going to guard her. I think by that point, they just accepted, like, we're going tomorrow, so I don't care that this person is talking to us and may or may not have a gun. Yeah, well, I think he's good, not go. But, like... Yeah, well, you've convinced me. I'm good, I'm good. Right, Sherlock Holmes. And the iteration I have chosen is Benedict Cumberbatch from the BBC series Sherlock. Hey. Unless, unless you guys want to do Robert Downey Jr. Not really. Really? Yeah, this maybe suck. That's really Korean sometime. I think if we if we try and ignore literally everything that happened in that fourth series, then uh, this Sherlock is goated. It's the fourth one where he there's that Victorian episode. I think so. That was like a Christmas special, but then there was a whole thing about. Like Toby Jones is a villain in an episode, and then there's a bit with him about him having a sister. Like, whole oh, about, God, yeah. Whole thing should be about basically, it started, it made Sherlock look like an idiot. It seemed to be the, the goal of that series, of that yeah, last year. Yeah, and they tried to trick us into thinking Moriarty was still alive, but actually, it was all part of his master plan. Yeah, that's, that was really tough to watch in parts. All right, we're not counting the season four. Yeah. I don't know. And, and if you think it's against the rules, we are the ones that make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so no season four and no Christmas special. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, he's pretty goated, not as a human being, but certainly as a detective. Yeah. Solves everything. Although he is desperately suicidal because there's quite a few episodes where he's just like, one of us is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and every time it's not him and he's like, fuck. I mean, he does miss Moriarty right in front of his face, but uh, other than that, yeah, he does 
solve the cases. Um, does what Sherlock Holmes does. I think mean, I think the whole point about Moriarty is he's meant to be the closest side Sherlock has to an equal. Mm. So if he immediately recognised him, then it wouldn't it wouldn't be much of an equal to him. And plus, like the whole point of the like when he first meets him, he he, he decides he's looking away that would make Sherlock not suspect him as a threat in a way, where he just kind okay, of dismisses him and then. That's maybe the whole point of the reveal at the end of the first series. They're like, ah, oh, see what I did there? You didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be much of a dramatic reveal if he said it like that. Yeah, if he just walked in the room and went, hi, I'm Moriarty. <laughs> it would a bit boring. A bit like my point on solving cases in the first five minutes. Yes. <laughs> and he solved um, Martin Freeman's PTSD. Yeah, doctors can't even do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he, he does. He, he jokes about how he saw your therapist thinks you're a psychosomatic. You know, I've got a therapist. You got psychosomatic. Well, of course, you've got a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good he is. I think he's goated. Yeah. Yeah. No, like... I agree. I was just playing a bit of devil's advocate. Well, don't, Carl. <laughs> Unlike Seven. Sherlock. Unlike yeah. Sherlock. We want to solve these in five minutes. Get on yeah. with our day. <laughs> We're 70 minutes in, Carl. We don't need devil's advocate. <laughs> there we go. Uh, traditional detectives uh, carry on with Alex Cross, Martin Martin Freeman. I was about to say Martin Freeman again. Um, along came a spider. Scott, over to you. I mean, you like this movie? It'd be a bold choice if they crossed Martin Freeman as Alex Cross. Yeah, in 1994, <laughs> <laughs> whenever it came out. Uh, so- the first time Morgan played Alex Cross was in Kiss the Girls, which is in 1997, but this one came out in 2001. Uh, yeah, I, I think as much as I prefer uh, Kiss the Girls as a film, I think you can definitely see a creative detective uh, more Alex Cross as in this one, and that, you know, you got these people who basically try and piggyback a kidnapping for financial gain. It was like they're, he's investigating the the kidnapping, and then as soon as they try and ask for money, he that's when he instantly knows something's up because somebody's changed their MO just so abruptly, and so he's mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't know who it is that's that's causing it, but he's just he's keeping his eye open, he's suspecting everybody, and then he quite quickly, as soon as he sees the face, he figures it out, and it's not as if like he let that. I think you can tell there's points where he's profiling that woman that's working with him, and not that he suspects her, but he's just always keeping an eye out on somebody he's not. Like just duped and like oh, it was all right in front of me and I didn't see it. Yeah, he's not a detective that takes his eyes off the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty much laser focused, and the film moves at quite a pace. Yeah. On Kevin Spider, it's not one of those slow burn mysteries. I think the movie's only it's only le- it's less than two hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a very long movie, so it really kind of whittles through it. You say Alex Costi doesn't know who does it, but he very quickly kind of figures it out. And then yeah. gets that kid out of there. He figures and when a spider out. came along. Yeah, he quickly figures out why the guy's doing it and how, like, it's just a case of figuring out, like, you know, when he's going to strike it or where he might actually be. So he doesn't actually make that many fucked ups, even though the whole point at the start of it is he's depressed because he got someone killed in a different case. But in terms of, like, the specific case that's the focus of Olympia Spider, he doesn't actually make that many mistakes because. The woman he's working with her makes a mistake and he realises that oh she did that on purpose and that then leads to the final conclusion. Bloody women, eh? 
<laughs> I think Along Came Spider as well might have one of the most elaborate kidnapping plots that really goes without a hitch. But Very again, much. I go about the school <laughs> in the most crazy way. Um, I, mean, I think I think then, it, even though you knew what happened, you knew that the people watching it were the ones trying to like piggyback off it for a financial gain. It's like. Well, it's just as well that they were in on it because otherwise it just makes them look like fucking horrible at their job. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a very well done film. I think he's goated. Yeah. I think they did try and do another Alex Cross film like years later, and I think it might have even been Tyler Perry or whoever who was playing him. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Tyler like, Perry. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, Morgan Freeman does a hell of a job portraying this. Uh, yeah, goated. He is goated. Uh, we're on to the last three, everyone, so I'm going to go... Have you, have, you noticed, have you noticed we haven't actually put anyone in forgettable? That's the one tier that's remaining a bit empty, from what I remember. Honestly, I forgot it was a category. We don't have to put someone in there. It's just there if uh, we want to, Scott. I know, I'm surprised. It's rare that there's at least one person in it. We're gonna go back to back to aliens with Fox and uh, so Mulder and Scully, team from the X Files. First, are we ranking them together as a team, or do they well, go in separately? I think we set a precedent for people going in separately so far. All right, we'll stick to that. We'll start with Fox Mulder, head of the X Files, UFOologist. I'm not. I'm not as. I haven't seen as much X Files as you guys, so I'm happy for you guys to take the lead on this one. Well, Carl, let's let's do this. Fox Mulder. Well, let's just put him in forgettable to make Scott happy and call it a day. <laughs> that works for me because Nathan says his name twice and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> now, um, it's a it's a it's a tough one because it, I mean he does sell some stuff, but um, he sells some stuff. Well, good on him. <laughs> But then Scott, this Scott's big... really angry about the X-Files for some reason. I know, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. He does, he, he sells a lot of things. The one thing that holds Fox back for a vast majority of the series is that he gets completely convinced it's the most um, outlandish answer. And it does, quite often he's right, um, <laughs> but he doesn't know he's right at the same time, a lot of the time. I mean, I know, I know we have been putting people in um, separate, but he kind of needs Scully to sort of rein him, to sort of rein him in a little bit at times. I, even though he does end up being right, as you say, but he he does sort of, as you say, go for the most out there. Well, without without Scully, he would have been fired by um, what's that boss called? Skinner. Skinner, yeah. Skinner definitely would have fired him, like, without Scully, because Scully literally covers for him. But they cover for each other, because there's quite a few times where Scully completely mm. fucks up. So they're, I think they're the most, like, but, team that we've mm. that we've spoken about. But then, you know, you, you, you're quite a few seasons in deep, and she's still sceptical even after everything they've seen yeah, she been is, through. She, she you, becomes you think it's start, <laughs> You think it's start to think... Actually, maybe Fox has got a point here after a 
a year or oh, two. It, she becomes so infuriating at points because you're like she's there she's like questioning it and you're like in the last episode a man yeah. turned into a dog <laughs> it becomes very procedural like in that way um yeah i think fox as a detective though he's obviously good because he gets high up in the ex in the fbi even if yeah. he get pushed down to the X-Files because... But he he kind of lets his obsessions get the best of him. Like, you know, obviously, you would be obsessed with finding your sister if you lost your sister. And he does get obsessed with these sort of weird things. And this, you got that whole conspiracy sort of the, the chain-smoking yeah. man but he is sort right. of going on as well. I see, he is correct. It's just that... He... Hmm. He's the only one that knows he's correct, and it does hurt his career. But they still send him on these cases. He's the only one. So, I think uh, Fox. I think Fox is goated. I don't think Scully is goated though. No, no, as, she as we said, most of the time. You'd have thought she'd have cottoned on a, a bit sooner than she does. So, yeah, you, you'd perhaps put, perhaps you could put Scully in forgettable and. Mulder and Goatit, because he's kind of put where he is. When I, don't people, I don't think I don't think Scully's forgetful because people do remember her. Yeah, I'm just trying to make Scott happy, but you know you can put her in mayor if you want, man. We can put her in mayor because there's also this is a show from the 90s, so the way they write her character mm. is she does she does yeah. play damsel in distress a lot. Like Mulder has to come and save her at the last second, in this, particularly in the early series. Mm. And Mulder's sort of given the X Files and putting this crappy little office because the FBI yeah, just want him sort of out of the way, don't they? It's not because he's a, a bad detective, they're just sort of fed up with all his weird obsessions. So you go, yeah. you go out of the way and <laughs> do that. Well, they literally call him Spooky Mulder because yeah. he always assumes it's. It's UFOs, yeah, but which he doesn't. There's a lot of time he does, but um, he solves the case. Anyway, onto the final animated part of the list. It is Detective by name, Pikachu by nature. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I mean, I mean, sorry, first certificate, everything. First name Detective, second name Pikachu. Yep, that's why. Voiced, that's why he's there. Voiced by Ryan Reynolds, so it's an automatic go-to, doesn't it? Let's be honest. I'll be no. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. Like I remember when we were talking, I was trying to get suggestions. I threw this out as a joke, thinking oh, Nathan really wants to do this to Ted's when he'll be too serious about it. He'll want, he'll be like, no, he can't be too. And then we actually went for it. I went, oh, all right then. Detective Pikachu is one of the more grounded detectives on this list. <laughs> and that's we, actually, we actually watched the movie. He's a pretty serious detective. <laughs> um. It's not a statement I thought I would hear today when we started this recording. <laughs> well, come on, you got Will, Will Graham and Clarice who are deadly serious people, but they're getting help from a literal cannibal. Like, Detective Pikachu is just trying to become a human again. He's and, hanging, he's hanging yeah. with a duck that could explode if it gets too anxious. <laughs> um, is he a good detective, though? Uh. I, mean, I think he did figure out what was going on. It's just it's not his fault they had to get put into Pikachu's body to, and that caused him to forget what he was doing. Yeah, they do have to deal with that. Uh, well, things kind of do just happen around them and they just happen to be there. 
Yeah, it is, it is almost a bit sort of circumstantial and coincidental, but I think it seems to more stumble into the answers than actually find the, find them out themselves. But uh, it's still a, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's just is Detective Pikachu a good detective? Um, I don't think he is. I think he's absolutely fine as a detective but i don't think he's solving any other cases no he ain't solving no murders i think i think when he's as pikachu i think more so like the kid that's, that's that's figuring everything out and he's just kind of going along with it and like you guys say like he's kind of looking into things so we're we saying in is, is detective pikachu going in the bin no no he's not going in the bin can't put him in the bin we're not monsters well, if he's a pocket monster, he'd fit in the bin. <laughs> the lowest kid to go for me is meh. And, I don't, and I'd feel bad if it's meh either. I think he's a meh detective. I don't think... There's no other case on this list that I think Detective Pikachu could solve. And I don't even think he solved his own case. Oh, it helped. Well, he was there. Sometimes it's just a pipe being last night from... I agree with Scott there. I think he's meh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, lads, we're at the last one. Eddie Murphy's Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop got a real problem with authority. <laughs> he's there to solve his friend's murder. No one even thinks it's a murder, and man, does he solve it? Yeah, I mean, I think he, even though. You know, there's the buffoonery and hijinks because he's not super serious. But um, he, he, yeah, as you say, he does solve the he does solve the murder. So yeah, he's at least good, if not goaded. I think he's got to be goaded. Three movies solving everything, and then there was that Chihuahua spin-off. <laughs> I don't know in the same cinematic universe. It must be. Why would they be called that? <laughs> Scott, where's your head? Where's your head at? I don't think good, maybe not goated. Why not goated? Because I've only seen one film. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to go with goated. I, I, I was just saying good at the very least. No, I think I, you're probably right with good because just as a purely as detective, I mean, he does some cool stuff and he's very observant. Like when he was getting literally getting observed by the cops, and then he sent them room service mm. <laughs> to distract them. So exactly, <laughs> and that worked. That worked twice. <laughs> but then he does put his foot in it a lot. Yeah, and he gets distracted a lot, and he kind of bundles the whole case like halfway through. <laughs> he hasn't done. That. Well, he just walks straight into the guy at the back, the back guy's office, like immediately. Never a good move. So I think he's good, but he can't be goaded. No, that's fair enough, Dan. You, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced by your argument. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, that's it. We've got uh, quite the plethora of answers. The only goated ones we got are Alex Cross from Along Came a Spider, John McClane, Sherlock Holmes, Fox Mulder, uh, Benoit Blanc, and Agent K. That's uh, not a bad bundle for goated, really. Yeah, we put the true detectives, the brothers in arms, in the bin, um, <laughs> as well as Rorschach, which is going to make Reese mm. very happy. Oh, I did forget to say the Batman as well. Batman is, of course, goated. 
Goated. Um, Scott, are there any that you want to fight for a better ranking or a worse ranking? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember where everyone went because it just felt like we were going from one to the next. Uh, that is how lists work. I was going to say. We all start to blur to one after a while. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice, Scott. Well, I'm sorry that I didn't make it memorable. That's uh, fine. Well done, you've hurt his feelings. Yeah, my feelings are hurt. I'll send you the list now of where everyone went. I know. That's really, I rarely have ever used my, my do-over, if I'm honest with you. Well, you don't have to. Carl, do you want to use your do-over? No, I'm quite happy where um, we put people, to be honest. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I mean, I don't know... I maybe have to rewatch. I do remember liking the Lethal Weapon film, so I need to rewatch them to know if these guys should be good. But I don't feel too strong about it to use anything about it. I think you will come back and tell us we need to make a new category just for them. <laughs> That's what the only thing I can imagine. That's the only thing I can imagine that's going to happen. Uh, well, there we are, everyone. We will, of course, we will put this the list of where everyone ended up um, on Twitter um, after the episode airs. So keep an eye on that. If you've got any people that you feel strongly about that we maybe didn't include, don't tell me about Jim Gordon, though. Um, but any anyone else, bar Jim Gordon, you can bring to the table. And um, if you pay Scott upwards of five pounds, he will do a personalised ranking just for you of your detective. <laughs> Carl, where can the people find you on the Twitter? Uh, oh, they can find me at Carlos underscore fire eighty on Twitter and the same handle for Instagram. You can find us at Rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram too. And um, you can find me on other pods with Nathan sometimes, sometimes with Reese if we're doing questions, um, talking about football. And you can find me with Scott talking about secret invasion. Scott, is that true? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it's also it's also true that you can find me on Twitter. It's got a play nineteen eighty six. If you go on my my Twitter, you can find a link I shared there for uh, yeah another charity thing I'm doing uh, from July through to September. I'm doing the Diabetes UK One One Million Steps Challenge. So you can share the link to the Just Given page and. You know, donate or even share it around, then that'd be very much appreciated. I also talk Frasier and wrestling with my friend Paul, which is on this feed. We also talk SmackDown. Me and Carl talk films and Tiger Invasion and all sorts of stuff that all sorts of business stuff that Nathan doesn't have time for. So I, I refute that claim. I have plenty of time. I just use my time better than watching Secret Invasion. Which I will be watching and reviewing on um uh, cult connections so I'll be there next week maybe I'm a scroll I've thought that for a long time I just haven't been able to prove it yet that's fine that's fine uh, but otherwise you can find me at Nathan Adler 92 uh, yeah keep following Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion there's loads of good stuff going up on the feed all the time uh, and I'm sure you guys you're going to rank some more stuff or is this the finale well we'll probably rank some more stuff but with uh, Reese, not, not not with you. Sorry, Nathan. This, this is your last hurrah. This is a one-time deal. <laughs> oh, really? Then no, I'm going to change. No. change John Spartan to Goated. <laughs> I'm not going to be back quick. <laughs> and the bad boys. I'm going to change every single one. 
gonna we'll wait we'll wait a good amount of time and then bring you back for a rank bank for life or whatever the bad boy school is called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll be back soon. Bye now. When you were eight and you had bad treats, you go to school and learn the golden rule. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Chuck it on this one, you chuck it on your mind.